0: Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host Jessica Barclay. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry if you enjoy this episode please give us a share on social and pop me a review on itunes now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about what it's like to run a podcast. Uh, this is actually my second podcast. I ran a podcast with my previous company, Supermum Society, which I actually wrapped up, um, so I could dedicate more time to Pageantland and Pageantland Online, um, be it as a contestant or as this massive blossoming flower that I seem to have created from this podcast. Um and i've also run a youtube channel previously with my work um i've run a number of blogs over the years with different companies too and it's hard work. And a lot of people seem to be utilising the lockdown time to start blogs and YouTube channels and, and podcasts. And people have been reaching out to me and asking for advice, which I'm so, so happy to give. Um, but as so many people have started reaching out, I thought this would be a great thing to talk about on the podcast. Now, we I don't want to be all doom and gloom about this but you know I'm very passionate about time management and I hate having my time wasted and I hate wasting other people's time. So I'm going to start with the doom and gloom bit of it and then move into the more cheery side. Blogging, vlogging, podcasting is a lot of work. Do not underestimate how much work it is. Now yes, some people blow up without seemingly having put in much effort, chances are they have put in a lot of effort. Um, There are some flukes that blew up. uh, Maybe they hit Oh, they got caught by a celebrity that spotted one of the videos and shared it. Um, maybe they had connections that you don't know about. I did find that a lot when I worked with Mum Society, some of the big mum brands, they knew someone. Um, and when you actually, I'd go to lots of events and, and get talking to some of the big brands, um, mum based brands, they had connections. Um, literally 99% of the time there was a connection there that had helped launch them. Um, So, yes, some people do magically hit the spark, um, but the majority have some sort of secret connection or they've been doing a lot of work in the background that you haven't seen before. So it may be that they've had different blogs and podcasts or YouTube videos before. They've learned the lessons and they've been able to launch really, really well Or they have the finances that they've done a lot of paid advertising that didn't look like paid advertising. You've clicked on things without realising that they were sponsored. Um, There is that too. Um, The other thing is that they maybe have tapped into a, a market that's really, really popular online that isn't necessarily the content that they want to do. I've spoken to a lot of content creators about this, where they started in a in one niche and they moved into a different niche and that's because they had to start in one that would grow their audience quicker and then they slowly now the two niches were similar they're not going to move from doing one thing into something completely different but they started in an area that was very popular to grow their channel or their blog or whatever it is and then they've started talking more about what it is that they really wanted to talk about once they've got the audience there the audience exists um so one of the examples of this could be hauls, so like clothing hauls online tend to do really well, particularly in, with fast fashion brands. And um, you've got a lot of teenagers on YouTube that want to see the fast fashion brands, they love those kind of fun, quirky videos. Um, and you can grow really good audiences fairly quickly there. I noticed that when I did my very first YouTube channel, um, the numbers when I did any baby clothing hauls were so much higher and I wasn't doing anything different other than the fact that it was a clothing haul. The numbers were so, so much higher. Um, Now for me, when I did that early channel, I was just testing the water and seeing if I liked being on camera, um, if I was comfortable being on camera, if it was something that I wanted to do, if I could get to grips with editing and um, creating thumbnails and all of that. Um, There wasn't much strategy beyond, I want to try this and see how it feels. Um, But it was really interesting, the the types of videos that would do really well, uh, review type videos and stuff would do quite well. Um, So Those are some things to bear in mind um, if you're starting. Now, if you something you really want to do in any area of life, it shouldn't matter how hard it is or how much work it takes. You will have enough drive and ambition to want to keep going at it. Um, So that's really important. I don't say this to put you off. I just say this to be realistic with your time and what it is that you're trying to do. Um, Also you want to consider which type of medium you're happy putting forward. Um, so obviously podcasting, you need to be confident speaking. Um, you need to be able to articulate yourself fairly well. Um, if many, many people have told you you've got a really, really irritating voice and you hate the sound of your own voice um, and you're not going to want to listen to your own voice while editing because you have to do a lot of work listening to yourself with podcasting, um, then then maybe that's not the way you want to go um if you are really dyslexic and find writing really hard work like I love writing but I find it such hard work that it's so so draining so whenever I've run blogs um it for me it's just too much and the algorithms to get your blogs showing um in the search engines and things now are like a thousand characters and blogging at least once a week um is just not, whereas if you're someone, if you're really happy with writing, and you can write forever, um, without it, like, stressing you out, um, then blogging is going to be great, but for me, someone's hugely dyslexic, and I'm not saying because I'm dyslexic I couldn't have a blog, but for me, because I'm dyslexic, I find writing stressful, so I, I guess blog occasionally now, um, and I write the odd piece, but, um, it's not something that i'm i would want to do consistently to grow a blog uh video i'm using myself as an example but i'm guess you can translate this into into different areas but video um again i i love presenting and i love the being on camera i'm happy being on camera i'm happy looking at my face now and editing i didn't like it to start with but i think having spent so many hours editing video i find video editing takes me a lot longer than podcast editing um for some reason I can get a sentence across podcasting much quicker than I can on video. I seem to have to re-record it a few more times on video and you're checking lighting and then things go out of focus. Um, but it was having to get my hair and makeup to a level that I was happy with being on camera. Now, if you are completely happy going bare faced all the time or mixing it up, then that's fine. But it's something to very much consider is a setting up all the, the lighting and the backdrop and everything like that. Are you going to be happy doing all those things every time that you need to create a video? Um, even for me, I do it once every month or every two months. And I blo- um, sort of, oh, I can't remember that word at all. Sort of block, um, block record loads of batch that's the word I'm looking for batch I had to batch record loads and loads of stuff even then it was still it was just finding it so much effort whereas doing the random one-off video even like a live on social media I'm, I'm ha- much happier with so that's why I decided that moving a YouTube channel forward long term was not the direction that I wanted to go and and was really enjoying doing the podcast with work and why I chose to do a podcast with Pageantland land as opposed to a blog or a YouTube channel. Um, so look at the skills that you've got already Um. if you have ability with GarageBand which is a music editing software that comes with Macs um, then podcasting might work really well for you. If you know how to edit videos on your phone then YouTube might be really wo- work really well for you. If you love writing then blogging might work really really well for you Um. just lots of things to consider. Now a video YouTube isn't the be all and end all with video you could start your um your vlogging career, uh, vlogging on Instagram TV, for example, or constantly doing Facebook lives. Like there's there's loads of options, but do remember YouTube is owned by Google, which is a search engine, which means uh, YouTube is the easiest place to find the correct video content that people are looking for, um. So, uh, while there are other options for video content, um, if you want to create things that are more um, searchable, uh, then YouTube is going to be your best option. So, some of the doom and gloom out of the way. <laughs> I just want to be honest with you because um, if you're happy it just being a little project while you're in isolation, then that's fine. But if you're looking at launching this um, and continuing it for a long time, then you need to consider these things. Um, so you've looked at what medium it is that you want to actually work on. Um, and for me, I came back down to podcasting and I love podcasting the most. Um, and that's somewhere that it never feels like an effort to create an episode. Um, it just sort of pours out of me and I'm happy that way. Um, so work out which medium that you want to do. And then you want to decide why you're doing this. Because that is really going to impact what type of content you're going to create, how much effort, money you're willing to invest in your uh, podcast or blog or or vlog. Um, If you are looking at in the long term making money uh, from it, you need to tailor your content to that. You need to be careful that you're not slating brands because brands won't want to advertise on your on your podcast, if you constantly slag off other brands and you get a bit of a bad reputation for doing that. Um certain brands won't work with um bloggers, vloggers things that swear a lot. Um, so you need to consider that. And it might be a case of actually that's very much the type of your personality. And I'm not saying not everyone will, um, but you do limit your chances. There are obviously some very successful comedians that have podcasts and blogs and things like that that swear quite freely. Um but but it will be limiting who they can work with advertising-wise. And as someone that's starting out small, is that something you want to do? So it's not a don't do it, it's just a consider the implications of the type of content you're putting out. Um, doing things like clothing hauls and stuff, obviously you can recommend lots of different brands and get on their radar by tagging them in things. Um That will help them come back to you and um, and advertise with you in the future. Uh, So, for the podcast, I host on um, an app called. Anchor um and Anchor actually has a built-in system for helping you find sponsors and advertising not something I've done with this podcast yet but it is something we plan to do eventually It's had paid advertising um and then use any profits from the podcast to sponsor national title holders going to international finals and so that is part of the bigger picture of what I'm doing with the podcast so I'm always very aware that um I want to make sure that this podcast and the content I'm putting out is going to be advertiser friendly in the future because I want advertisers to be able and comfortable advertising on it so that I can eventually help UK title holders going off to internationals. Um, So this comes back to knowing why you're doing it and what's your bigger picture with it. Um, And again, if you are not interested in ever making any money from it, then you might be less willing to invest money in growing it faster. Um, Paid advertising on social media is relatively cheap to any other form of advertising out there. Um, That's why businesses utilise social media advertising so much because it's so much cheaper than trying to get on TV or radio and into newspaper and print and things. Um, And even as a small blog, podcast, vlog you can still utilize paid advertising on social media. Um, there's lots of videos that can help you learn how to do it yourself. You might be willing to invest lots of money and sign up and get someone to run some paid adverts for you and things like that. But um, the longer you run the ads, particularly like Facebook, uh, Facebook will learn from previous ads that you've run and help you to put better ads out in the future. Um so the more ads you do and the longer you run things for, the more it can learn, and then the more it can help you to make sure your ads are better in the future. Um as you can see from all of this, there's a lot more thought to just what's my pretty background going to look like that goes into this. Um and then My next thing that you want to be considering, based on what platform you're using and what it is you're trying to create, is looking at your branding. So, what do you want to name it? What do you want your colours to be? There is a really good book, which conveniently I have on my desk in front of me so I can read the actual title for you. Um, It's called How to Style Your Brand. Um, It's by Fiona Humberston. I've used this with a number of businesses. Um, It's the number one bestseller and it's been around quite a while now. And some big brands have used this book. Um, And it literally will talk you through step by step. You can get it on Amazon or you can probably get Library. I don't know if libraries are doing deliveries or anything like that at the moment, um. But I'm sure because it's been around a long time, you probably get secondhand copies online as well, um. And it'll literally take you step through step by step through like deciding your colors, deciding your fonts, like everything that's really gonna put your brand across properly, um. I do want to do a separate podcast episode on branding because I'm a big believer in personal branding, um. I do think a lot of us spend a lot of time and money on our pageantry life um, and if more of us, um, Adrian on the Pageant Project has spoken about this as well, um, if more of us could find a way of having an income stream from pageantry then we could stay in the industry longer, we could vest in the industry more and we can grow the industry more um, and I think that if I'm able to help you guys more with personal branding then um that will have implications on you and I being able to grow the industry. So um, I will do a separate in, um, episode about branding, but I really want to fine tune. I'm kind of working on everything I want to include in that episode because it's going to be a biggie. Um, so for now, I would say get yourself a copy of that book and work through to get your branding right for social media. Um, make sure that you are like using the right size graphics Um. For things like your headers and that you're checking desktop and um phone, how they appear on both. Uh some of you may have spotted with the new websites that I've been doing, I've been trying to get them out fairly quickly for Pageant Land. So I have just done the desktop versions. It is on my list that I need to make sh- go through and adapt the phone versions um, and make them more phone friendly. Um I haven't done it yet, but it is something that I'm aware of. So just make sure that you have got that on your list to do at some point, that you're making sure that everything appears nicely on both um, your computer screen and your phone screen, iPad screen and things like that. I'm hoping that gives you a little bit more of a foundation into the the work that you should be doing before you launch something. Um, the podcast, as an example for me, I'm not just putting these episodes out so I will record an episode be it me or an interview I then have to edit it I then have to create the blurb that goes on the show notes I have to create the promo image that um, goes with the episode and then will go out on social media um, I schedule that to go out on lots of different social medias I schedule posts to say new podcast episode coming out um for every episode I create 5 um I create the square promo graphic and I create 5 Pinterest graphics that are different um that go out on Pinterest to promote the episode. Um I then reuse those in Instagram stories now as well. I'm going to start doing that. Now the podcast um now Pageantland has its own Instagram account, which is Pageantland online. Um at the time of recording this, we have over 400 uh, 400 followers in less than 3 weeks. I'm really excited about that. So thank you very much if you followed us. Um but now it's got its own Instagram. I will also be sharing those in the Instagram stories. Um I have to schedule all of those onto Pinterest, onto multiple boards. I have to schedule them onto, well, I don't schedule into Instagram stories. I just post into Instagram stories um, and tagging the relevant people. Um, And then also in the groups on Facebook, if people are asking a question and I happen to have a podcast episode about that, I will go and get the link for that podcast episode and I will comment and say I have a podcast episode about it if that's helpful. Um, It is constant promotion. I've been on other podcasts as a guest talking about the podcast that I've got. Um if you've met me at a pageant event, I hand out flyers about the podcast. Um and uh the Glam Squad at Galaxy had some on their table. Um and Charlotte Clemmie had some in her room. Like it's it's networking and connections and it's constantly promoting it Um, and that's because I genuinely feel like it benefits people and I have people commenting on how much it benefits them which makes it so worthwhile for me to continue to promote it Um, and obviously because of its bigger mission of wanting to be able to sponsor UK title holders going to internationals that drives me forward to promote it even more Um, so again it circles back round to knowing why is you're doing it um, and what you want to, to get from it. Um, for me, it's much more about the people coming up to me directly and saying that they're, they've learned something from it and that they've enjoyed their pageantry experience more because of it than the actual numbers. Um, the numbers in social media marketing world are referred to as vanity metrics. Uh, so if you are worried about hitting certain numbers, you need to be aware of why. Um, are you fulfilling some deep-seated need um, to be liked or something like that? Like genuinely assess why it is. Now, um, the numbers I find quite exciting on Instagram because at 10,000, you get the swipe up feature. Um, so having that as a goal number um, for me is more about the fact that I want the swipe up feature because it makes it easier for me to share things on social media, um, on Instagram. It makes it easier for you um, as someone watching my Instagram to connect to whatever it is that I've spoken about in the post um, in the Instagram stories to have that swipe up feature um, YouTube once you don't get your custom URL until you have a hundred so there are sometimes reasons to track uh, to aim for certain numbers but you need to be aware of what those reasons are why are you doing it or is it just because you feel like without a million followers you're not validated as a human being um? If you are that focused on the vanity, vanity, metric, vanity can't speak the vanity metrics, then you strongly need to consider um, not doing a blog, vlog, or podcast. It can be quite um, a dangerous game to play with your self esteem and any insecurities that you have. So. I'm just putting it out there. I feel like there's been a lot of doom and gloom in this episode, so I apologise for that, but I also don't apologise for being real with you guys, because um, as I said at the beginning, I don't want you wasting your time, Um, and also, if you are aware of these things now, you can work around them and work with them, as opposed to trying to work against them, because they are there, they are real, um, and they're going to impact your journey with whatever it is you're trying to create online if there's anything I haven't answered in this podcast, please reach out. If there's anything you want me to clarify, then please reach out. Um, I, like I said, I've worked in social media world for, for, oh God, too many years now, for quite a few years. Um, and it's something I constantly educate myself on and constantly learn on the algorithms change and things like that. Um, but also I have, um, a lot of friends who work in social media, um, more so than I do. Um, with varying levels of success from people that coach others to do well in social media to people that are actually doing really well in social media um and I might just be able to point you in the right direction of someone that knows more than me in a specific area if that's something you are are looking to grow at um one last thing that I would recommend, if you're considering YouTube, is to look at a book called Vlog Like a Boss, um, which is by Amy Landino. When she wrote it, she was called Amy Schmittauer. Not 100% sure I'm pronouncing that right. But if you look up Amy Landino, um, Vlog Like a Boss on Instagram, I can't imagine it wouldn't come up um, uh, on Instagram, on Amazon. Can't imagine it wouldn't come up. She's amylandino.com. But she literally will take you through step by step of all the prep work you need to do to set up a YouTube channel for success. Um. So yeah, get that book and read that book before you put any effort into YouTube because um, it's just an absolute game changer. So highly recommend that one. Um, I have a copy, but it's a signed copy because I know her, and I do not want to lend that one out because she's awesome. Um. So have an amazing day. I hope this has been helpful and not just all doom and gloom. Uh, any questions, do shout com, and I shall see you guys on another episode. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.